This Facts and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 533 in Led Zeppelin on Rock 102. Hey, uh, not a bad day today. Especially, I guess, if uh, you're a Red Sox fan, huh? Oh, it's a great day today. Yeah. If you could have like 12 inches of snow on the ground, it would be a great day after last night. Sunny, uh, high of 63. Tomorrow, even better, uh, which might be true if they win again tonight. But even if they don't, it'll be partly cloudy and warmer with a high of 71. But it is a cold 41 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. We got uh, more tickets to the Monster Mash Green Park in McRae's Farm in uh, South Hadley to give away today. So if you're a big fan of getting your pants scared off, today's the day to listen. Or uh, or pooping them, I would imagine. Well, I don't know if they're uh, prepared for all that. Well, no one ever is. No, it's but, something uh, that kind of sneaks up on you, but uh, that's not what they're selling here. Is uh, There's that, and... Uh, well, there's that. There's several other things we'll find somewhere in the next couple hours. A lot of pressure. It's five, almost 535 at Rock 102. Save yourself 30% at the 350 Grill. Indulge on a surface. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 549 in Boston at Rock 102. Oh, Boston. Boston. First time you're hearing them? Uh, no, I'm talking, of course, about the Red Sox because I am very, very psyched about all this. Really? No, not really, but, you know, jump on a bandwagon every now and then. Yeah, well, Of course, you... I also jump off them, too. <laughs> you've, done, you've done both oh, pretty, yeah. with the same amount of speed. Mm-hmm. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by 413 Pro Tint for tinting in your vehicle, home, or business. Call 413 Pro Tint in Springfield today. How about some Hollywood trash for Steve? Well, rest in peace, Kanye West. What? Yeah. He died? No, well, he put to bed his real name. Uh, The rapper formerly known as Kanye has officially changed his name to Yee with no legal middle name or last name. Is it Yee or would it be pronounced Yay? Because that would suggest his first name would be Kanye. Well, or, or Andy. In a 2018 interview with uh, some radio host, he said, uh, uh, I believe ye is the most commonly used word in the Bible, and in the Bible it means you, so I'm you, I'm us. It's us. So, yeah, that makes sense. So he is me and you, apparently. And I am you, and you are me, and we are all together. Yeah, so who yeah. is the walrus? Uh, that's what I like to know about it. Uh, he's also got this line of masks he's been wearing. That are very, very creepy. Uh, one of them looks like a Caucasian bald woman with eyeshadow, and the other is also bald, but like a pale greenish blue color. Yeah, he's wearing white face, basically. Yeah. Uh, it's creepy. Which I guess is acceptable. I'm Black face, to, not. I'm trying to think. It, I, I think it was uh, that movie Eyes Wide Shut with Tom Cruise. Where mm, they, sure. Where they, where they go to that, that uh, creepy... Uh, like sex palace thing, where right. they're all wearing the masks. Sure, that's kind of what it looks like. Only not as cool as Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, original TV Wonder Woman Linda Carter will return for the third Wonder Woman movie. Wow. Yeah. Really. You get that golden lasso with a coupon for Depends at the end of it. Yeah. Uh, she's uh, she's going to be on it with the. Uh, B. Arthur and Estelle Getty. You know, back in the day, she wouldn't have needed to have tied me up with a 
Golden Lasso. I would have told her whatever she wanted to hear. She's actually still not bad looking. Really? I haven't seen pictures. I'm sure she looks great. She had a cameo in Wonder Woman 1984. Oh, well, but that was 20 years ago, too. No, no, no. That was the one that just came out, uh, like, two years ago. And it was called 1984? Wonder Woman 1984. It's like writing a book called 1984, like, 20 years before it. That's Who would do that? What about one that's 30 years after it? Never mind. Uh, Mel Brooks is uh, doing uh, History of the World Part 2 as a series on Hulu. His classic comedy, History of the World Part 1, came out 40 years ago in 1981. Uh, he ended it with a fake trailer for Part 2, which was never made. But now it's going to be. Thank God. In a TV show form. I'm actually interested in watching this. Hmm. Mel Brooks is a very funny guy. He 95 years old, though. He can't, think. Not, he can't not be funny. Is he right? being funny now? A little. A little. Uh, Stars is making a limited John Wick prequel series called The Continental, which is also the name of the hotel where the international assassins gather. The first actor to be announced is Mel Gibson. Oh, I thought you were going to say Mel Brooks. No, that would be Incontinental. Uh, yeah. So I'm watching the, I'm watching the uh, season premiere of uh, Succession. Oh, yeah, that was good. The other <laughs> night on uh, HBO. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I get interrupted uh, with a phone call. So... On Charter or Spectrum, whatever you want to call it now, uh, you know, after a certain period of time, the screen goes uh, to blue, and then the Spectrum uh, logo keeps moving across the screen as a, you know, obviously as a screensaver. Yeah. And it has the name of the show, and it has HBO written underneath it with that logo or that font, but but the name of the show on this logo was Secession. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, what? How did they do that? It's not secession. It's succession. But were they showing you their logo to remind you that these are the people that are not bringing your television right now? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. But I found it interesting that they didn't get the name of the TV show right. They had it misspelled. Every once in a while, you'll see like uh, misspellings or uh, poor grammar when 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 like movie descriptions are put out right? uh-huh. because it's probably just somebody either putting that in there or it's a computer just taking the name from somebody else you know taking the information mm. from somebody else i don't know where it came from but it was it was very strange to see that secession you sure it wasn't a totally different series nope no it's exactly what i was watching was, was, it good... it, was it about to uh, say like the southern states seceding from the no. union no it was not a civil war show all right just checking what, what was, was that steve uh, what was the? Um, I'm sorry, this computer distracted me. Oh, what did you think of the show? I thought the show was awesome. I that's the kind of show I have to watch twice. I did watch it twice yeah. yesterday. It's complicated. Uh, the writing is is a little uh, off, and I don't understand what the attraction is with cousin Greg. He just seems like a dope. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. It's yeah, uh, he, he's a dope because he's, he's there gonna, to be a dope. He's going to screw everything up for everybody. Yeah, but he's he's the one who's for some reason Tom is the dope. The the son-in-law is the dope. Mm-hmm. The 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 cousin is supposedly one of those, you know, uh sheep's clothing kind of deals, but I'm not seeing that. Um I like uh, Macaulay Culkin's brother. I think he's the best. Uh, Karen Culkin with all his uh, weird crazy sexual fetishes. He reminds me very much of the boss who just left. I you know, I said that last year when we yeah. when it first came on. There's I just I something about first. his affect that uh, makes you say, "Hey, maybe you should 
pack up your stuff and go away. Yeah. Uh, it's always fun to wonder how certain movies would have turned out if casting had been different. For instance, Christopher Walken auditioned to play Han Solo in Star Wars. That would have been good. That would have uh, made that whole iconic role completely different. Why? It was written not for the actor, but for the character. Yeah, but the ca- but the actor brings life to that character. Uh. And it would have been uh, it's a very different acting style than Harrison Ford. Uh, we're going to go to... Taboo, Tatooine. You see, like that, exactly yeah, what yeah, he's doing. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine That's what Christopher Walken would be right? Mm-hmm. The same exact line, but we, a totally different motivation behind the actor's point of view. Really, just a different sounding voice. Uh, Walken also tried out for the uh, Ryan O'Neill part in Love Story. Oh, oh man, that would be good. But he says it's a good thing he didn't get any film because quote I would have been awful in them. Uh, here's something really weird. Before he got X-Files, David Duchovny tried out for all three male leads on Full House and didn't get any of them. Oh, that's too bad. And he tried to be all three of them at the same time? No, he tried out for every part. Ah. Uh. And then he didn't, uh, I think he would have made a good, uh, Danny Tanner. He would have, but, you know, it's, it's, uh, it was so much better the, the way, it, the way it turned out. What, with Bob Saget? Yes. You're a pioneer. I'm sorry. Oh, well, I'm it. trying to do the forecast. What's going Stupid on? Stupid computer distracting and, you. And that's uh, your Hollywood treasure, Rock 102. I am. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? First of all, let me just state for the record. That I am in full support of the Boston Red Sox using the Grand Slam as a means of humiliating other baseball teams. To me, it's effective, it's definitive, and it leaves very little to the imagination. That's why the Red Sox have now hit three of them over the last two games. Two of them came, of course, during game two of the ALCS against Houston in back-to-back innings. And then you had Kyle Schwarber knock back another one last night in the second inning as the Red Sox crushed the Houston Astros 12-3 giving the Red Sox a commanding lead in the series two games to one. Now, I should also point out that Alex Cora didn't need any garbage cans, nor did he need any stationary video equipment to win that game. He just needed a profound level of offensive production rarely seen in postseason play. In fact, the Red Sox are not only the first team in baseball history to match three grand slams in in, in a playoff series, they also became the first team in history to hit 10 hits or more in six consecutive playoff games ever. And they did it without cheating or poor sportsmanship. Well, other than Eduardo Rodriguez mocking Houston's Carlos Correa, who grounded out in the sixth inning, prompting Rodriguez to point out his imaginary wristwatch, just like Correa did when they mocked the Red Sox in Game 1, that prompted Alex Gore to issue a stern rebuke from the dugout, reminding Rodriguez that the Boston Red Sox are a team of high integrity that does not resort to childish displays of ungentlemanly conduct, yelling, Hey, no, we don't do that. Sure, the old Alex Cora may have found ways of cheating, stealing signs, manipulating any number of factors that would have affected the overall outcome of postseason matchups, but we don't play that way anymore. Today, we are finding that it's much more satisfying to bash their brains in with muscular run production than simply resorting to a series of questionable practices. That's just not the Boston Red Sox way, at least not this week, or even tonight, when the Red Sox look to step towards finishing these clowns off during Game 4 at Fenway Park. Beat them tonight, and we can reset our fake wristwatches. But until then, let the good sportsmanship continue. 
But hey, another my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You don't wait for spring. You go to Rocky's now for Scott's Winter Guard Turf Builder. It's on sale all month, and you put that stuff down in your lawn, and does all of its magic. And by next summer, you've got beautiful grass. Scott's Turf Builder on sale now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 612 and Journey on Rock 102. Not a bad day today. Uh, let's see here. A little bit of uh, sunshine, but a high of only 63. Tomorrow, nicer. Partly cloudy going up to 71. 41 in downtown Springfield. Uh, before we get too far into anything, uh, want to uh, take just a moment to send our condolences out to the uh, Ryan family. Yeah, Charlie Ryan uh, died Monday. I believe so. Yeah, because I am Monday at the uh, the age of ninety four. Ninety four. Now I haven't seen Charlie in a couple of years. I think it's been because of the pandemic. I, I think it was like two years ago. I ran into him at, at Red Rose. And uh, which obviously would have made him maybe 91, 92, mm-hmm. still sharp as a tack. Oh, without a doubt. Sharp as a tack. I think the last time I saw him, he was having uh, lunch or dinner with his uh, son, Tim, mm-hmm. at uh, Theodore's. And same thing. Just, you know, bright as can be. Yep. Certainly, uh, you know, recognize. Certainly recognized me before I even saw him, and uh, you know, a, a, a wonderful, wonderful guy, and a, and a terrible loss for Springfield. A mayor in the '60s, and uh, and again in the '90s, or was it the early 2000s? Mm. 2000s, yeah. Because uh, yeah. if you recall, Dom Sarno's had it for what 10, 11 years now. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. again, uh, our condolences to the to the Ryan family. Um, hey. Speaking of going cold, do you um do you have your heat on? No, um, not yet. I uh I don't know what the deal is. Um, I woke up this morning absolutely freezing, and surprisingly, because I don't remember the last time I wore my robe, uh, but it was hanging on the back of my bedroom door right there uh, for me to grab because I thought I was going to have to run through the house in my skivvies to get a uh, to get a very warm blanket to wrap around me in order to walk around the house and and do my thing before mm-hmm. I walked out the door and it, actually before I got out of bed I checked I have one of those uh, nest thermostats so I I checked the app on the phone before I even got out of bed 62 degrees yeah, that's in a little, the house that's a little cool that's a, that's a, that's that's very cool yeah. it's that's very cool and and I noticed yesterday uh that it was like 64 now i don't remember how many years it's been i would say probably 10 since i had all the windows in the house replaced but uh a friend pointed out that that didn't make any difference because if they weren't put in properly or they weren't properly insulated then uh the fact that they were relatively new wouldn't make any difference uh, the house would still be cold because it was not done f- properly. Do you uh, do you notice drafts around the windows? I uh, a couple of years ago, again with the couple of years thing, um, we we put plastic up over the inside f- of the front picture window. Yeah, man. and um, that's a pain in the ass. It, it was a gigantic pain in the ass. But yes, I do notice drafts. Uh, the biggest draft I noticed is under the, uh, under the front door, 
Now, I, I don't know, you know, what you, what you do there other than maybe put a rug in. Um, well, they, they do have, it's like a, it's a, it's a, like a weather strip mm. that you like screw into the bottom of your door and it's like a, I think like there a, is one. It's like, a, is it like a, like metal on the top and like rubber on the bottom? Sounds about right. That should take uh, a good deal of the draft away mm. from the bottom of the door. They, you know, they also have these things like called draft snakes. You ever see these things? Is that like a towel that you would put in front of the door when you smoked pot so your parents the, wouldn't tell? The, the concept is is almost exactly the same. Right. It actually looks like a like a cylindrical. Uh, not a, it's it's not a pillow, but it's like a stuffed snake mm-hmm. that goes right underneath. The door, and if you have to open the door, it just slides open. And you just you know kick it back in, into place when you close the door, but it prevents a good deal of draft from coming in. Also, oh, I just remembered. I got to uh, make a reminder here. Uh, set reminder: nine a.m. Call oil company for prices. Yeah, that was something uh, somebody told me last night. Uh, fill the oil tank quickly mm. because the prices are going up. Yeah, um, I'm probably going to have to do probably the same thing with pellets. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, with this whole supply Mm -hmm. chain mess, you you always wonder, well, okay, I have 20 bags. You know, Mm -hmm. that'll last me a little while. But you love going out in the yard in the woods, though, and practice target shooting with your pellet gun. So you end up using more than you need. No, I don't. uh, That's not what I use them for. I use them for a pellet stove to... To heat my three season room for four seasons. Well, what about the the pellet gun? It just it's there all winter. I don't have a pellet gun, and uh, I wouldn't use it to be you know shooting in the woods. There's other people on the other side of the woods. Oh, they're they're far away. Doesn't way, matter. Way past a pellet. One one good shot that yeah. avoids every tree, and I'm you know I don't want to run the risk of hitting somebody well, or damaging wanna, property. I don't want to turn the heat on yet. Um. Particularly, you know, when when uh, my friend uh, warned me about the oil too, and I'm like, oh crap, because uh, this is the same friend who talked me out of a few years ago of of prepaying for the oil, because um, I was creating ridiculous amounts of credit mm. for some reason, and um, but yeah, it's um, God, I hate winter. Well, you know what? I mean. Uh- I know a lot of people wait until October before they even consider turning the heat on, Mm -hmm. but it's the 19th. I mean, you're beyond the halfway point. Turning on the heat now is not such a crazy idea. I mean, tomorrow's going to be 70 degrees. You probably don't need to turn it on. Nope. Uh, But, like, say by the weekend, you could probably do that. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone's going to fault you. I mean, see, November's right around the corner, for crying out loud. It is around the corner. And, uh, you know, you you want a nice toasty home, don't you? Um, yeah, but not if it's going to cost me uh, an arm and a leg. Well, what's it normally cost you a month have no to heat idea. your house? No idea. What do you mean you have no idea? I tell, th- those are the kinds of things I have no idea. I, I don't pay attention to that stuff. Do you receive a bill? Uh, an electric bill, sure, but doesn't differentiate electricity from heating, and it's oil heat. Well, I then, mean, oil that, fuel. Then, do you, how how much do you spend a month uh, on your oil bill? I don't. I don't get a monthly oil bill. I, I only get a bill when they fill the tank. And how much is that? Uh, I don't know. And how about finding out that number and then dividing it by the number of months you use it? Oh, now I got to do math. Simple math. Any, I mean, uh, yeah. I'm no math whiz, but even I could probably figure that with a calculator. 
Mm. I have no idea. Mm. Hey, you know what? I probably could look on a website or something because, you know, everything is like that now. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, the oil is a traded commodity. I mean, the, the price is going to fluctuate from one year to the next, one month to the next. One day to the next. Sometimes that's true. Yeah. And, you know, you want to be sure that, uh, you know, you're budgeting correctly as opposed to I don't living your life like it's some sort of, you know, random act of yeah. you know, whatever the hell it is. It is because I, uh, I don't budget. I don't do budgets. Well, okay. Well, then that's uh, that's it's a lot of work. No, I know. I, I prefer know. to just have my money slip through my hands in an unquestioned fashion. It's worked for you for sixty-one <laughs> years. Why should you change now? Unfortunately, that's that's true. Yeah, but I—I I mean, I know a lot of people. Just you know, wait until like it's you, you, wait until it's too late to turn yeah. the heat on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know they're, they're dead. You mean they're dead? No, it's like I, you, you can't walk around without like a like a coat on. Or you're you know you're walking around uh, you know with a pair of mittens on your hands because mm-hmm. somebody's a little too cheap to turn on the heat. Well, that's the nice thing about living alone. I mean, it's me and the dog, and the dog shakes all the time anyway. Uh, somebody. Well, just, he's always wearing. A, she's already wearing a coat. Yeah, too. that's right. Somebody uh, somebody texted. You should sign up for a mass saves energy audit. Yeah, I I did that a few years ago, and uh, they didn't really do nothing. I thought they were going to go through the house and go, well, you should put plastic up here, or you need more insulation right here, mm-hmm. or you need to do this and do that. And I, I don't I don't really remember what they said. This, it had to have been at least three years ago. Um, but I remember thinking to myself when he was done, I was like, really? That was it? That's all you're doing? You didn't give me any advice at all. I don't remember what he said. Well, maybe, I mean, are you, is your house well insulated? I don't think think so or else it wouldn't be 62 degrees this morning well I, I i don't know about that how is that house even standing uh if you don't know anything about walls. it you don't know how much you spend on oil no. you don't know how how do you even function it isn't easy well when if you ever go to sell that house mm. you're gonna be in for a big surprise i know because everybody's getting more than they're even asking for no no that's not the wouldn't. surprise he's talking about yeah I, i'm going through it right now i'm trying to sell my mother's house and even when i sold my house a couple of years ago there's a lot of work you got to put into it like and money and all this other stuff in order to sell it maybe because I'll burn it for all the neglect that you've given that house over the last <laughs> 25, 30 years? I don't think that's fair, Stephen. You don't? I, you I, don't? I mean, you, you've talked multiple times about your desire to not spend any money on it to, well, to yeah. keep it up. But that doesn't mean that I've neglected it. I mean, when something breaks, I fix it. I'm not a, I'm not a preventive no, 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 kind no, no, of guy. No, 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 no. When something breaks, you pay somebody exactly. or you ask somebody to fix also, it. Also, when, when something breaks, it's, it's too late. It's the preventative maintenance of the house that mm-hmm. saves you money. Well, you know, I mean, when I go to sell the house, uh, and, and I was told by someone else once that, uh, yeah, you know, you realize what you have here is a fixer-upper. It's the kind of thing somebody's going to buy to flip, and you're going to end up taking whatever they offer The you. lowest amount yeah. of money yeah. possible. But you, but you could turn that, that offer down, too. You know, you're not, yeah. Just because someone offers you money for your house doesn't mean you have to take it. Uh, duh, but I also am going to end up probably having to spend... Yeah. That amount that I could have made on it just sure. to sell it. You're going to be an as-is house. Isn't that, then uh, Then I'm just even Steven. <laughs> I don't think you're quite even Steven. 
Uh, that's that's uh, yeah, Steve. It's definitely going to be an as is. I, I certainly can't expect it to be a as was. Because you'd have to go back in time, <laughs> yeah. but, but way was, back in but time. What, but what was your oil bill last March? I have no idea. Exactly. I that's what I, I just asked him. He didn't yeah. tell me. Yeah. It's 624 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It'd be 627 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. I think that started, first of all, 27 minutes ago. Um, according to 22 News, I believe, uh, online sports gambling in Connecticut began at 6 a.m. today. I love how the uh, the phone number, if you think you have a gambling problem, is... I didn't get the first three numbers, but the last four were seven, 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 seven. Lucky, Come on, lucky, lucky, seven. lucky sevens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's fun. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by the North Atlantic Estates Carpenters Union. It's time to build. Learn more at nasrcc.org. Oh, my God. That is Hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. You ready? They're quick, but they're funny. I'm ready. What do you call a factory that sells generally decent goods? I don't know. What do you call a factory that sells generally decent goods? A satisfactory. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Why should you never eat a clock? I don't know. Because it's too time consuming. Time consuming. (laughs) What should a sick bird do? I don't know. Get tweetment. Uh, I want a job cleaning mirrors. You do? Yeah, it's something I can really see myself doing. (laughs) (laughs) How do you make a tissue dance? I don't know. You put a little boogie in it. A boogie! boogie. (laughs) (laughs) Booyah! 632 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. There was a burning pole in Northampton last night. You know, I've had that once in a while, but a good uh, trip to the specialist and it's cleared up in days. Burning pole, not burning hole. I've had both. Both. Northampton firefighters were able to quickly extinguish a fire on a utility uh, pole. I'm sorry. According to 22 News, a fire on a utility police Monday night. A police? Yeah. Utility police? Police. Man. At around uh, 8, 11 uh, p.m. last night, crews were called to King Street at the intersection of North Street for a uh, utility police on fire. And they said it again in the next <laughs> line. Really? <laughs> yes. Wow. They yeah. are very good. The fire caused power outages in the downtown area for about an hour. Well, that's where it is. Downtown. It sounds like all downtown. It sounds like a story that was written on someone's iPhone. Northampton polls say crews uh, crews work. Oh, they call them the polls there. (laughs) No, they did say police uh, properly there. This sounds like one of the predictive spelling problems you have with your iPhone. Like if you want to say one word, but it keeps coming back ducking. Did they uh, did they speak to a burning police? They must have. Hmm. Doesn't say that, but uh, I'm guessing. It's probably true. They're probably not all flamers. They apparently uh, worked through the night to restore uh, cable service to the area. Yeah, look at that. Apparently Two times police instead of pole. Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they really are something. Oh, they're working hard over there. They're, they're just working for you. Us. Just trying to get ahead. Yeah. It's almost like you don't even have any experience. With this. <laughs> <Almost> <laughs> like you don't even work there. Oh, that's what makes this so difficult. What is this? Um, I saw this on the news, but I mean, I... I didn't see the actual story of a viral video that's somehow becoming a 
domestic violence issue. Oh, we can. You want to do that now? Yeah. A woman who was shopping at a Food Lion supermarket in Clover, South Carolina, was found safe after leaving a note with the cashier asking for help. The incident took place on Thursday. The York County Sheriff's Office wrote on Facebook the woman, who appeared to be in distress when she handed over the note, said she feared she would be harmed by the man she was with. She then left with the man. The cashier and management team contacted authorities shortly afterwards, and the York County Sheriff's Office then put out an alert containing the woman's photo. The woman was later found safe, and investigators say the case has been closed. But it is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, so that's why uh, they're talking about this. That's why this uh, video has gone viral. And that's why, apparently, I was uh, kind of tricked by it, because they gave it a dateline of Chicopee Mass. Probably only because that's where 22 is located. Yes, that's not where. Not because that's where the incident is. Well, you're not going to find a food lion in Chickabee, Mass. Not yet. Um, you know, speaking of, uh, speaking of uh, crimes against women and whether or not they get reported, did you see there was this um, a rape in Philadelphia last week? I think it was Wednesday now. Um, on a train, a commuter train. Yeah, and I did see this. Lots of people. They're not saying exactly how many. But a lot of people were in this train car when this man uh, raped this woman and no one intervened and no one called the police. Several of them took video of it and stayed in their seats. But uh, it wasn't until at some point, at some stop, an off-duty transit cop got on the train, and uh, he saw what was going on, and he called the police, and uh, the guy was arrested. But, see, now, I'm waiting for something else to be reported because if you remember back in the 60s, uh, the Kitty Genovese story in New York City, this was supposedly a woman who was screaming for help. Nobody did anything despite all the people who said they heard her screaming, and she was killed. And then, you know, 20 years later, 25 years later, they said, uh, yeah, that, that, that never happened. Um, it, it, it was kind of like, like one of them uh, bogus stories that mm-hmm. really took off. And then it was kind of used as a, almost a sociological experiment of if a lot of people hear or see a crime, most people will assume somebody else is going to contact authorities, and they won't do it themselves. Yeah, but you're saying in this case there was video. I know. So that's the difference. I mean, there wouldn't have been video in the Genovese story. Right. But there would most certainly be video in this story. Yeah. And the fact that nobody did anything. Not, not even put their phone, you take the phone out of the video mode to call 911. Yeah. That's I mean, the that's weird ridiculous. Thing. They took the phone out so they could use the video recording instead of the 911 call. It's uh, it's it's pretty sad. I don't, I don't understand that. Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker on Monday defended his COVID-19 vaccination mandate for state employees, arguing that, quote, the vast, vast majority of the executive branch's 40,000 plus workers are on board with the state's public health message and are protected against the virus. Nearly 1,600 workers could face discipline after missing the Sunday mandate deadline set in place by Baker in August. But the governor said Monday that agency and human resources officials would connect with non-compliant workers to find out why they haven't shown proof of vaccination or filed paperwork seeking an exemption for medical or sincerely held religious beliefs. That's kind of interesting. I mean, you know, the governor sent set this mandate, set this uh, uh, timeline a while ago to make it sound like people who were in defiance were going to be disciplined up to and including being terminated. 
now the date is here, and I don't remember him saying in the past, you know, uh, if you're not if you're not vaccinated by such and such a date, we will then begin a process of uh, vetting all of the people who are not. He, he said, "I'm sorry." He made just made he made it sound like if you're not vaccinated by this date, you're out of a job. Well, uh, Baker said some of the workers may have been on leave or vacation as the deadline approached, and officials will let the engagement process play out before issuing any quote progressive discipline <laughs> up to termination for uh, employees who don't comply. It, Still kind of interesting. It's, it's almost like he's backing down. Well, I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to let you you got to fire everybody. Yeah, that's and supposedly then, what's happening uh, in Chicago. They said uh, up to fifteen hundred police officers in Chicago might mm. walk off the job because their union president is telling them the city got a restraining order against the union president to stop him from publicly telling police officers. Don't do this. Don't go get the the vi- the uh, the vaccination. And the guy continues to do it. And I haven't seen any kind of retribution for it. it. It's becoming very interesting how many authorities are threatening things if you don't get the virus. And then well, you- kind of like Charlie Baker seems backing down when people don't do it by when they were supposed to. But you need to uh, you need to show your balls. And uh, and do it, yeah. Uh, well, because you, otherwise, y- you know, nobody's going to take you seriously. Uh huh. Unless, and this is the only thing I would think, unless somehow someone has come up with a constitutional issue with mandates and said mandates aren't going to fly in Massachusetts or maybe even nationally. No, I and maybe seen that's that why yet. you walked up. I know they haven't seen that yet, but you just sometimes wonder whether that's the thing that would. Soften that stance. I don't know because I mean you know you've got people like Maura Healy and every state has one where where the state attorneys general are saying no you can you can do this you yeah but that's not but now. that's not the Supreme Court saying that yeah and, um, and, and and if it ever gets to that point it would be the Supreme Court not Maura Healy that makes that decision well it has it already has and it, you know we talked about that with one of those doctors and not only has it gone to the Supreme Court it did it in Massachusetts was the was the precedent setting one where there was a case against uh, forced vaccinations, and I believe the uh, plaintiff lost. I, I don't remember exactly the circumstances. In my uh, view from the couch next hour, and talk about uh, Evander Kane from the uh, San Jose Sharks. I don't know if you saw this. The guy was suspended for 21 games for falsifying his vaccination card. <laughs> now, it's it's to me, it's like it's one thing if you're going to choose not to get vaccinated. Okay, mm-hmm. that's if that's your choice. That's your choice. It's another thing to be lying about it right. and saying, oh, no, I'm vaccinated. Here's my card that proves it. Right. And presenting false documents. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's uh, a little over the top. I heard uh, from somebody who works in uh, one of the dioceses. How do you say that? Diocese. Diocese. Yes. Yeah, it's hard to one. say. It's like Onassis. But a different one in a different part of the country. Anyway. Uh, they were telling me that um, the religious exemption thing, mm. like people are trying to come in and say, hey, can you just have the uh, the pastor sign off on this, mm-hmm. the uh, religious exemption? 
And the Catholic Church is like, no, we're not doing that because the Pope is actually promoting the vaccine to everybody get the vaccine. So there's no religious exemptions within the Catholic Church. Well, in in most places, uh, that's true. I do happen to have a page up right now. I believe this is the Kansas City Star Tribune. That uh, Kansas City Star, that's what I are. (laughs) Y'all to see my car. Yeah. Okay. Um, a <laughs> you never heard that song? No, before? no, I did not. I'm still trying to get out of my head. Yesterday, hearing on the radio, uh, Shaggy's uh, uh, what what is it called? Shaggy, the guy from the other no, radio no, no, not that one. Uh, Bombo, what the hell's the Mr. name? Mr. Boombastic. Yeah, that, yeah that's, 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 that that's a good song. Uh, but a recent post on a neighborhood website caught a woman by surprise. A neighbor had written written need a vaccine exemption. Holy Trinity Church in South St. Paul is helpful. So this woman called the church, left a message about getting this exemption. Her call was returned by a woman who confirmed the church does have a letter for requesting the exemption from employers. And the church staffer even read her the letter over the phone, and this woman was outraged. She's like, I have no issue with people getting a religious exemption if it's legitimate. But here they are with a, it's a template, it's a form letter. And uh, as a growing number of public and private employers issue vaccine mandates, Americans are exploring religious exemptions to get around the rules. And and here's a church that's saying, yeah, sure, here you go. Our pastor signed it. You're all set. What paper was that from? Uh, Some other, I don't know. It wasn't the Kansas City stuff. No. You sure? I'm positive, yeah. Got a letter just this morning, it was postmarked Omaha. It was tapped and neatly written, offered me this better job. Better job with higher wages, expenses paid, and a car. Hell, I'm on TV here locally, I can't quit, I'm a star. I get on TV. You know what's amazing? He's not only uh, singing a Roger Miller song. Yeah. He's looking at me yeah. and well, not looking at the lyrics. Yeah. Like he's uh, he committed yeah. this song to memory. Did you uh did you have a drunk dad that used to listen to this on repeat over and over and over and over again? No, no. thankfully. There I we go. Yeah. yeah. It was uh I don't know what paper it was. <laughs> That's what I are. Great stuff, man. Great stuff. I know all the classics, John. Uh, I don't think, uh, yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> and here you are complaining about Alice in Chains. Mm. Yeah, see, that's way better than Alice in Chains. Yeah, I don't think. know about that. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see. This woman, uh, a 27-year-old named Lacey Uth, got arrested on Friday after she streaked across the field at an eighth-grade football practice. Uth? Yeah, Uth. O-O-T-H? U. U-T-H-E. Not even close. Anyway, it happened in Jefferson City, Missouri. She ran onto the field wearing only a scarf, and uh, 29 eighth grade boys were there practicing when it happened. All right. You know know what's uh, good about having... uh, No, wait a minute. That's not the right joke. Um, (laughs) 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 About having sex with 24-year-olds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to do There's that. There's 20 of them. I'm looking at a mugshot um, right now. I was now. trying to save you from I even know. saying. And you know what? Uh, 
I think these boys would have been better off if she had just stayed home. She uh, told the police she was at home doing drugs when she got paranoid, mm. thought she was going to die, and ran outside naked to find help. Uh, she told them she ingested heroin. So they took her to a hospital to get her checked out, and then they took her to jail. She's facing a fel- felony charge for sexual misconduct involving children. Uh, I'm looking at a, I'm looking at a story here, and um, first of all, it appears she has boots on and leggings of some type, and she's even wearing shorts. Now I don't know if this is after they've stopped her and they've forced her to put these boots on. No, she's she's stripping. Another British picture I have is she's stripping. During this, yeah, the the picture I have is like a mug shot where they put a hospital Johnny on her. Yeah, the one I have shows that, that it would appear as though she got to the field clothed and then began taking her clothes off in the process. Mm. She's a uh, she's pretty good looking. No, she Steve, does look from no. the from afar. She does look pretty good looking. How far are you looking? About six miles away. No, it probably looks like uh, 30, 40 feet. Man, that red hair she's got. Okay, we're talking about two different ones then. Yeah. 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 My, yes, because I'm uh, September 30th, 2012. Yeah. Well, then there you go. Yeah. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly sunny with a high of 64. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 71. It is 39 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102's Pro Pick 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 655 and Alice Cooper on Rock 102. Hey, yesterday I was talking about uh, Mass Live had pictures of the Thunderbirds uh, pregame party from Saturday yes. down at Court Square. And there was a photo of, uh, of a man and his wife. And the man, uh, you know, got to support the team. He had uh, face paint on. Uh, one half of his face was red, the other half was blue. And he had this red, white, and blue uh, wig on. I got a uh, I got an email from another listener uh, since yesterday after we talked about that that said, "Hey, uh, I heard you talking about the guy with the face paint. Just thought you'd like to know. He's talking to me personally. Just thought you'd like to know. I actually sat directly in front of the guy at the Thunderbirds game, and I got to tell you, when he pulled out these two big cowbells that had a strap in between them. <laughs> I was in for a great time, and I think you would have really loved it, too. There you go. <laughs> Especially for three periods of how to sit next to that guy. Right in front of him. Hey, uh, Patriots fans, get ready for uh, today at uh, Duncan. Steve Nagel and the road crew are going to be at 93 Main Street, the Duncan location in Westfield, uh, from noon until 2 today for a Patriots fan-fueled celebration and Didi Perks members can grab a $2 medium hot or iced coffee. Uh, you'll also have a chance to win two tickets to an upcoming Patriots game and snap a photo with life-size cutouts of Kyle Van Noy and Devin McCourty. Yes. That's cool, man. Life-size cutouts. You, you show could, those pictures to your friends later, they're going to be like, when were you with Devin McCourty at a Dunkin' Donuts? And you'd say, well, I wasn't. I was actually with Steve Nagel, and I got a picture with him, too. Oh, no, I would say, yeah, yeah, me and Devin, we're like this, man. Yeah. We have uh, culottes together. The uh, the Patriots uh, run on Dunkin'. It can be heard all season long right here on Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. That's what I'd say. And, uh, and you would... Uh, you know, you're actually taller than Devin McCourty. Did oh, you know that? I'm probably taller than he and uh, his twin brother. Yes. Maybe even standing on each other's shoulders. But you'd have to go all the way to Miami to make that uh, that happen. Or just Westfield. Yes. It's just about 6.58. Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. And now, Bax's view from the couch. 
Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as you can imagine, I carry my vaccination card with me wherever I go. I never leave the house without my keys, my phone, a pair of clean underpants, and my card, which indicates that I am fully loaded with a double dose of life-sustaining Moderna vaccine cursing through my veins. Sure, I probably don't need to bring it everywhere, but I've also gotten more use out of it than my ID to that gym membership. And when called upon to produce it, boom, I'm ready to show it off. And yet some people, particularly the unvaccinated, would rather fake their vaccination cards than get one honestly. Like their 17-year-old kids trying to buy four locos with a fake ID. Well, that sort of thing doesn't fly in today's highly compliant society. And that's why the NHL has suspended San Jose Sharks forward Evander Kane for 21 games for violating established COVID protocols after he tried to produce a falsified vaccination card. This, of course, comes after his estranged wife accused him of betting on his own team, domestic abuse, and several other implications, many of which could not be substantiated. But that phony vaccination card, that was something they could prove. Now, obviously, Evander Kane has his own reasons for not being vaccinated. Maybe it's some sort of crazy conspiracy theory or an irrational fear of very small needles, whatever the case may be. But falsifying your vaccination card, that's worse than trying to take out books from a library using your frequent shopper card from the Ocean State job lot. You're simply not supposed to do that. And yet, as a result of his stupidity, Evander Kane will be off the ice for the next 21 games without pay since every penny of it will be deducted from his $49 million contract and sent to the NHL Players Emergency Assistance Fund. You know, the fund that was set up for NHL players in need. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and be critical of a guy who doesn't want to get his shots, but I will be critical of the guy who's lying about it with a phony vaccination card and then acting like it's totally legitimate because that, my friends, is a bunch of horse crap. But hey, never my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, the Carhartt Nift Cuffed Beanie. That is a badass hat. Keeps your head warm, looks fantastic. The Carhartt Knit Cuffed Beanie are only 17 bucks all month long at Rocky's. What color are you going to get? There's a whole rainbow of colors. They're available right now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Springfield's Classic Rock at 712 and Aerosmith on Rock 102. Not a bad day today. Sunshine going up to 63. Tomorrow better. Uh, partly cloudy, warmer with a high of 71. But it is still a pretty cold 40 degrees in downtown Springfield. A little bit later on, we'll give you a chance of winning a couple of tickets to the Monster Mash Screen Park in McRae's in uh, South Hadley. Make sure you're listening for that for your chance to win. You know, I, I realize uh, myself, let alone that other people would notice this, that um, I probably do have the ability to be miserable under any circumstances. Really? Why have yeah. you hid that from everybody? Uh, it... You know, I like to keep things under wraps sometimes. Yeah, it would have been nice to get a heads up on yeah. that one. Uh, and uh, and I've also made this point in the past as well that I, I realize how lucky I am by chance to have been born a white male in America because... You know, there are so many other circumstances, uh, minority positions you could find yourself in where you are obviously a uh, you're treated as a lesser member of society. But there is also places you could have found yourself born in and and you just have no control over nothing. 
I, I don't know how closely you've been paying attention to this uh, this kidnapping story out of Haiti, but um, it's just it, it's just amazing to see some of the video of this place. They have virtually no government because the president was assassinated in July. Right. They really have no police, and whatever police they might have are riddled with corruption. And for decades, they have had no military. So the country is basically being run by street gangs. And everything, pretty much everything, goes through these gangs. They, they interviewed last night on NBC, they were interviewing a doctor. You know, they're, they're as bad as any other country when it comes to COVID. They've got people in hospitals dying of COVID. And the gangs control the oxygen. The, the doctor was saying, I have to negotiate with these guys on a daily basis to get oxygen to put COVID patients on before they die. I mean, we think of our uh, street gangs as being, uh, you know, kind of rogue and irresponsible. But the fact is, uh, you know, they've got organizational skills that some of these other international street gangs simply do not have. Oh, yeah. Our street gangs ought to be getting uh, congratulated well, on a daily basis. Well, it's more of a corporate structure. And quite frankly, uh, between the, that and the benefits of health care, dental, it's actually better to be in a street gang in the United States than maybe anywhere else in the world. And they say that um, the the kidnappings have gone up 300% in the last three months. Now, this most recent one is uh, they kidnapped 17 members of this uh, church organization. And apparently, I was just watching this on the Today Show now, they were giving the ages. Some of these are children, including an eight-month-old. And uh, now they have put a dollar value on their heads. Uh, apparently, the kidnappers want $17 million, a million dollars per hostage. And um, the FBI is over there. Uh, and, and by that, I don't necessarily mean just suit and tie negotiators. I'm talking, you know, SWAT teams and uh, and maybe even special forces, for all we know. And, and I have no idea, and they're not going to tell us whether they know where the hostages are being held or not. Mm-hmm. But um, this is uh, this is how these people run the country. They, they kidnap 20 to 25 people a day. Right. And most... As little money as they have, they pay, and then the hostages are released, not necessarily treated well, though, while they're held, and then the gangs use the money to buy more guns and more ammunition. And the worst thing we have to complain about in this country are things that were said by Dave Chappelle in a comedy show. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, it's just amazing to see the the devastation that's been created by earthquakes uh, and floods has made the place already unlivable. You know, I uh, many years ago, many, many years ago, I uh, was in Jamaica and uh, for a radio station thing, and uh, the boss decided to uh, you know, go on an excursion. So he rented a, uh, a car uh, and had to drive on the wrong side of the street, uh, on the wrong side of the car, and uh, to get from one place to another. Now, in order to do that, we had to go through some of the most abject poverty I've ever seen in my life. You didn't I, stay on the resort land? Uh, for most of the trip we did, yeah. but not the entire trip. And actually, in a way, as depressing and as sad and as awful and scary as some of these uh, villages were, you can't help but just go home and say, 
you know what? For all the things I complain about, mm-hmm. about this country, it could be so much worse. Yeah. Now, the things that we complain about are trivial as compared to someone who is living under a piece of cardboard all year long mm-hmm. or someone who is in fear of their life every moment of the day. Can't leave the house to go get groceries for the fear of being kidnapped. Can't go to school yeah, this for is, the fear of being kidnapped. And this is the and this is the thing that when we you know hear about people complaining about this country um, and the negativity that we sometimes have towards each other, you know, we don't really consider the fact that elsewhere in the world uh, is really bad. Yeah. And we say, oh, the, we're not such the greatest country in the world. Oh, really? Try going. Try spending some time in Haiti. Try going off the resorts sometime in the Caribbean, and then tell me how uh, how tough we've got it. And we got a pretty I mean, we got a pretty damn good in this country. And that's what I mean by you know it's chance. Right? We just happen to be lucky to be born white American males. We could have been born in another country. We could have been born of another race. We could have been born in another socioeconomic uh, well, situation. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if, 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 if race is really how I would distinguish it, because I mean, you know, to me, you can be completely destitute in a foreign country and it doesn't matter what race you are. Yeah. I, I was just using it as one of several factors, but yeah, I mean, if, because we are in America and we have a, a standard that we're used to living to, any deviation below that, we complain. Obviously, we have no experience of what it's like to live in a basically ungoverned country where uh, 90% of the homes and infrastructure were destroyed by earthquakes, and uh, and we have no protection. And, we really and, have no police, and we have no military. And with uh, no effort to replace those destroyed buildings. Yeah. You know, at least in this country— I mean, you think of, I mean, you think of, uh, you know, Katrina or, you know, even the, the tornadoes up here, most of those properties, not all, but most of those properties were rebuilt or, uh, you know, cleared out for other, you know, other development. Some of these countries, your house is destroyed. It stays in a pile for years to come. Yeah. Until, well, until the next natural disaster comes along. That's the other bad thing. I forget what it I think it's two earthquakes that have hit Haiti, yeah. you know, in the last, uh, in the last few years. And um, the place is being run. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. I mean, they've got 17 hostages, like I said, including an eight-month-old. Well, Haiti's problems are not new. And, and, and we've heard stories about Haiti for like the last 50 years about how disorganized and dangerous it is mm-hmm. to uh, to live there. That's why you find you know so many Haitians trying to get here because it's safer. Yeah, but of course, as usual, now that they have Americans as hostages— uh, we're gonna do something. Well, now now it's gotten serious. Yeah, and, and I'm not and I'm not one of the ones who believes that we should be the world's policemen. But you know now now it's different because they've got 17 Americans. So it it again one of the reports I saw last night was that most of the people that get kidnapped by these gangs get released because something gets paid and it's not anywhere near what they ask. There was there was one example they gave last night where they were asked they, they're demanding a million dollars, but they took sixty thousand. So you know seventeen million a million on the head of each hostage of this American group. They'll probably hold out longer because they know the Americans have money. They know the Haitians don't, so they've got to be willing to bargain. But for this one, they might hold out, and 
who knows how bad it could get. And you kind of you hope the FBI or special forces, whoever it is, kind of have an idea of where these people are being held. Not that that's going to get them saved immediately, but in a country even as small as Haiti, if you've got 17 missing people being held by more than 17 gang members, yeah. you're going to have a real problem. Well, that kind of disorganization becomes pervasive in a lot of ways. And so that's why you, you're right. I mean, some of these issues can be resolved or or ended and and, and everybody you know may come home safe. But yep. there's a lot of people that do not. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we're complaining because... Uh, uh, because we played schools out again for the third time this month. Yeah, you know what? I, I'd almost rather play it five times in a row than have to be uh, uh, held captive in a foreign country. Well, wait, the album version or the single version? Uh, either one. I'd be yeah, fine with either one. Me For me, it might it might make a difference. It's just about 723 on Rock 102. The McDonald's breakfast. It's just about 727 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. R-A-D-I-O. Yeah, what does that spell? I've been really paying attention. I've been spelling it different for 60 years. <laughs> Boy, do I feel stupid. No, no, no. You'll get it. It'll come to uh, you. Remember yesterday we were talking about the uh, Springfield firefighters uh, getting the cat out of the tree? Yes. I got a I got an email from somebody, uh, a retired firefighter. I don't know what city he was from, but uh, he said he served 33 years in an urban city in Connecticut as a firefighter. Uh, a couple of years back, as a favor to one of our firefighters, we went to his elderly friend's house with a ladder truck to, quotation marks, rescue his cat from a tree in the backyard. The cat was reportedly up there for three days being menaced by squirrels and did actually appear to be caught in the crotch of two intersecting limbs. So this guy who wrote the email said, so I went up. And as the neighbors watched and videoed, their hero firefighter in action, I climbed up 65 feet, and as I coaxed that little bastard toward me, he threw a death grip on the branch. I tugged at him harder, at which point he spun around hissing, clawing at me, and spraying me with whatever god-awful stuff comes out of a scared, cornered cat. So with all the wiggling, crawling, clawing, and spraying, I did what any sane person would do. I dropped it 65 feet straight down, landing with a horrific Thud. Fortunately, it immediately scurried off into the woods. Now, here's the twist. This past summer, two years later, I'm driving on the same street when I slow down for a cat crossing the road in front of me. And as I watch this decrepit animal struggling across the street like an old arthritic man trying to get out of an easy chair, I realize it's the same cat. The same cat. Yeah. For yeah. all this time. Karma. Ain't it a bitch? <laughs> yes, I, I suppose it is. Yeah. See, the only way that story could have ended nicer would have been if he said, I got out of my car, I went over to the cat, I picked it up, I brought it home, and I fed it and nursed it back to health. But no. No. You dropped no. it from a tree, yeah, and then feet. it gave you the stink eye many years later. <laughs> oh, it gave him more than the stink eye. It's, the stink brown eye. It's uh, 729, Rock 102. November 14th. 7.33 with Bax and O'Brien of Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, Yankee Home is offering a free down payment coupon valued up to $1,400. Call today and mention Rock 102 for this special October offer. 
Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. All right, so uh, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's also National Pedestrian Safety Month. How can I be aware of so many things at the same time? I don't know, but to increase awareness, Union Station will be giving gift cards and bus passes to people that practice safe road crossing practices. Gift Hmm. cards and what? Uh, Passes? Bus passes. Bus passes? Yeah. So all every weekday this week up until Friday, randomly selected visitors to Union Station that are witnessed using safe pedestrian habits will be gifted a $5 gift card to Dunkin' Donuts and free bus passes provided by the PVTA. Those who are witnessed as using safe practices? Yes. Would that be like include calling the police if you see a rape happening on a bus? Well, that's neither here nor there, John. We're talking about in Springfield. No, I, I know. Yeah. I'm yeah. Well, I'm about a, which I, way the PVTA is going. Well, I would do almost anything for a, you know, a Dunkin' gift card. Almost anything. I'm not going. I'm not going to take a train at a Union Station. Safe pedestrian habits include using sidewalks and crosswalks, looking both ways before crossing, holding hands of children while crossing the road, discharging or collecting passengers from vehicles on Frank B. Murray Street in a safe manner. Does it really say that? Yes. Why hmm. just on that street? Uh, because it's That's particularly the dangerous That's, one, I think. Is that the taxi uh, road? I'm not, not sure. Avoiding walking, biking, skateboarding between parked buses. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I can do I all those things. I wouldn't give any of those people uh, gift, gift cards. Those Would are you? the ones. I, I saw the other day, three of them doing the wheelies on the bicycles. And it's not bad enough that they're doing it down the middle of the road or the middle of a lane. They are intentionally coming close to oncoming vehicles, not usually oncoming moving vehicles. Like, you know, you're at a stoplight and you see them coming from the opposite direction. They're trying to be as close to those cars that are stopped as they can. I told you, I I was uh, watching dirt bike riders on Boston Road going right through a red light. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're like you know so irresponsible. Right. Like I think they there's like a death wish with some of these kids. So we're gonna give them a gift card to Duncan because they didn't do a wheelie and drive between or well, skateboard if, between if, cars uh, if they're riding a bicycle and uh, according to the laws. Uh, wearing a helmet and uh, you know signaling their turns, yes, and I would own give, the bicycle and own the bicycle and did not steal it. Then yes, I would give you a five dollar Dunkin' gift card if they were mine to give away. Yeah, I don't know about that. The uh, power is back on in Northampton after a utility pole caught fire on King Street last night. Northampton police received a call shortly after 8 p.m. reporting a pole on fire near the intersection of King and North Streets. Power was knocked out to a large section of the downtown area for close to an hour while the fire was extinguished and the pole was replaced. I heard there were many people very upset that this happened just as the Red Sox game was kicking off last night. Oh, boy. Imagine that. Yeah, that sucks. Well, everybody's got a phone now. You can pretty much find whatever you need on your phone. I know that, but if you if your whole day has been in anticipation of watching the game at home at mm-hmm. night and all of a sudden, you know, the... The lights are out, and you can't watch it on TV. You get pretty pissed off. That's one of the things I I noticed uh, when I last night I watched uh, 
Is it secession or succession? It's secession. Succession. When they uh, yeah. seceded from the company. Right, yeah. right. And they formed their own. Right. Uh, you know, they're all, the whole family's on a plane uh, flying from one place to another. And every single one of them either has a tablet or a phone, and they're all watching the news, different news channels. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's the way it is these days. That's how it is in my billionaire family. These kids, you know, I, I got a 65-inch TV in my living room. These these kids are perfectly fine with watching major things on two-inch screens. It's really only a 50-inch. You're exaggerating. No, it's 65, dude. Yeah, well. I got a big one. It's not what I heard. No, I got I got a big one. Oh. The biggest they had. <laughs> yeah, but how's you, how big's your TV? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just said it. (laughs) A man uh, from Springfield uh, was arrested Friday afternoon after police seized a gun while conducting a traffic stop. According to uh, Springfield Police spokesman Ryan Walsh, said my boyfriend says his boyfriend's girlfriend heard from this guy who's dating this girl that an officer conducted a traffic stop on Parker Street around 3.15 p.m. Friday. I guess it's pretty serious. As the officer approached the car, the operator, 33-year-old Michael Flores, drove away. Flores was reportedly seen driving in and out of traffic uh, erratically. At that point, a second police cruiser witnessed Flores driving on Gardens Drive and successfully pulled him over without incident. After stopping the vehicle, officers learned that Flores was driving with a suspended license and that his car was unregistered. Oh, boy. Well, that's probably why he drove away the first time. Like, I don't... Yeah. You're not a, a, a RMV kiosk, sir. No, you're a real human being. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't renew my license right here, or my register my car. What what movie is that whole line from again? The my best friend's sister's brother. Ferris Bueller. Bueller. Yeah. Did you see? Uh, did you see the Family Guy this week, Steve? No, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Peter is uh, stuck in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything uh, everything about his life is the 1980s. Uh, all of a sudden, you see this uh, this groundhog or this this gopher pop up from the front lawn of the house <laughs> and uh and he blows it away with like this rpg rocket because he's uh he, he's stuck in the 80s and this is uh this is a uh this is a caddyshack reference obviously and lois comes outside to yell at him and say peter you, you can't you can't keep living in the 80s and he goes you mean we're not all getting laid <laughs> oh yeah <there> <laughs> which go. was another great caddyshack line but then also, uh, so when the, the gopher starts dancing to, you know, Kenny Loggins, I'm all right. And then they do a cutaway to Kenny Loggins laying in a hot tub out in his house in Colorado <laughs> talking about how he loves it when they play his music because he always gets a new hot tub every time they do. <laughs> and you see this hot tub being delivered from a crane already filled with water to put in line with the other seven he already had. <laughs> I love when they put the real people in those scenes. <laughs> yeah. They did it with Richard Marks not too long ago. Uh-huh. And uh, somebody was complaining about the kind of music that Richard Marks sings. Yeah. And then they flip to him, and he goes, yeah, that's right. Uh, but ask your wife if she cares. And he winks at the camera, and that's it. That's it. It's just one of these those little things that make it that much funnier when you have the real people. Well, thank you. Yeah. A guy like Richard Marks had lots of free time in his hands. Oh, hell yeah. Didn't they? Didn't they have Bob Seger in there at some point? Too? I think they, they did. They might have. Yeah. 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 A uh, new IRS rule set to go into effect in 2022 will impact businesses that use cash apps like Venmo, Zelle, and PayPal, as various news outlets are reporting. Uh, a TV station called ABC Action News said the new rule allows the IRS to take a closer look at cash app business transactions of $600 or more. 
the previous threshold was twenty thousand dollars. Twenty thousand. Yeah, that's and they, a now big they lowered jump. it to six hundred. According to a, uh, a report, the change in the way third-party payment networks report money exchange on these platforms was prompted by the language in the American Rescue Plan. The change will most likely uh, will mostly affect businesses that receive payment through one of the cash apps. Currently, such apps are required to send tax forms to users if their gross income paid through the app is $20,000 or more, or if they have 200 separate transactions within a calendar year. Okay, now I see what, what it's saying. So... Um, cause I mean, I use, um, I use one or the other PayPal or Venmo, yeah. uh, for the rental property. And, um, so now they're saying, well, unless I'm making $20,000 out of it, I don't have to fight. Yeah. I like that idea. Well, you still probably have to claim that money. Yeah. You have to claim the money, but you didn't, whatever it was you're saying now you have to do oh. with the app. I don't have to worry about. The less I have to worry about, the better. Because no, no, I, no, that, no. I think I think it's the the other way around. Then it this is what it previously this is what it is now. The twenty thousand dollars or more, or if you have two hundred separate transactions within a calendar year. Right. Under the new rules, anything over six hundred dollars, oh, you're going to yeah. get. Oh, so, now I'm screwed. Yeah. Yes, you are. Ah, that's a whole different. Uh, the can of worms. The government, uh, with all the you know. Uh, Tax evasion going on among the top one percent. Yeah, mm-hmm. we we crap on the people who are trying to make a buck and don't even have enough money. Yeah, the, most people are under the poverty level now. In the this country. is the, the same government who said they're real. They're working hard for working families. Well, that guess who this affects? Working families. Working families. Those people are more likely to spend six hundred bucks on a PayPal than someone who's going to spend twenty thousand dollars on a PayPal. Yeah, but they're looking at the uh, the dollar value, not the uh, necessarily the. What difference does it make? Because I'm sure that uh, the number of transactions that could be gotten or found to be illegal under two hundred dollars, the quantity of those numbers of violations would equal far more than the amount of but, money in twenty thousand dollar increments. But this wouldn't just affect. Illegal payments. Mm. You know what I'm saying? This I mean, is this- like you, you know me paying a babysitter on Friday night. If the if the kid comes and babysits for me ten times in a row at sixty to seventy dollars a pop. Yeah, I mean then all, all of a sudden, sudden you have to show the government you've done that. Right? That, Stupid. That's ridiculous. When when has that ever been an issue? So now you got to go back and start using cash again. You got to give your babysitter a ten ninety nine. Well, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, you're talking about you know a kid who's just watching your kids for a few hours on a Friday night. Uh, this is you got to go a, through this whole employment thing. This, this is, is this is an overreach. It really is. Uh, a 30-year-old man in St. Petersburg, Florida, named Terry Majors, called 911 last Thursday. He said he was having trouble breathing, so they sent an ambulance. Then, at some point on their way to the hospital, he started pleasuring himself in front of the EMTs. Oh, yes, I saw this. According to the police report, he took out his You genitalia. saw it. It was actually you. No, no, <laughs> it's a completely different man. He took out his genitalia and started going at it uh, while the paramedics uh, were trying to treat him. And for some reason, he put a condom on. No, well, he wanted to be careful. He wanted to be safe. I'm putting on my pelvic poncho now. <laughs> because I'm concerned with your well-being. Here's my banana in pajamas. Now, here's exactly why we did the story. 
We're taking a ride in the jambulance, yeah. if you know what I'm saying. Okay. He was treating himself like a Gallagher show. Sir, what are you doing? I'm making pancakes on the tummy griddle. Okay. <laughs> Choking the sheriff and waiting yeah. for the posse to come. Okay. <laughs> Combing the hair yeah, on Bald yeah, Pig's yeah, yeah. <laughs> But this part's even weirder. At some point, he asked for an ice pack and then started using the ice pack to pleasure himself. That's weird. Yeah, that is weird. Because, I mean, ice will cause shrinkage. shrinkage. Yeah. I was in the pool. Yeah. That's cold cocked. <laughs> in a way, it's making. Yes, that's true. Yeah. 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 You not- need to read that off a web page. Uh, the paramedics uh, wanted to press charges, so the police arrested Terry for exposing himself. He's also got a rap sheet. He did time for burglary and recently spent a year in prison for selling drugs to an undercover cop. Oh, boy. But he hasn't been arrested for indecent exposure at any point in his life. Now he has. He's got a new one. I'm just uh, cuddling the cabasa uh, over here, right. really debugging the hard drive. For more of them now. Doing the janitor we all thing. with what we had, I think. <laughs> Caulking the cracks uh, yeah, in the I, bathroom I, I, tile. We got the mm-hmm. the point. I and uh, Kanye, I'm sorry. And uh, yay, I'm battling the purple-headed yogurt slingers. <laughs> what I'm doing right now, riding around in, 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 in my ranch in my raptor. Yeah, yeah, right. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 64. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high of 71. It's 40 right now in downtown Springfield. Next time you're at the beverage cooler, look for the black and white can. It's Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. It's velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air roasted. And that's your Fogbuster forecast and the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. America has over four minutes to do it all by myself. You think that's going to be a good idea? No, I don't, but it's mm. a whole lot better than paying for it. Is it not a It's not a year-round situation? Uh, no, because it gets, uh, it gets very cold there. Well, and, I'm, uh, uh, I'm aware with uh, Vermont, but yes. I would think that for outdoor winter activities... That'd be um, kind of cool. Yeah, but we're not uh, we're not winter outdoors people, so we're well, gonna we're gonna close it up, winterize it, come back in the spring. That's yeah. that's the plan. I uh, yeah, I, I don't uh, do any cold weather fun stuff. Yeah, no, I, I got I got no problem uh, with people that do. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, that's great if you if you if you got the uh, the notion to do that, but. Uh, between my knees and legs and feet and back and everything else and my age, uh, the idea of going down a ski slope just doesn't seem all to be that uh, appealing to me. Well, now, on if you, a sled, if you, it wouldn't be bad. If you, well, yeah, but you got. If you said to me, uh, "We're going to spend the day drinking in the lodge," I'd say, "Okay, well, then maybe I could do that." A but whole lot, whole lot better than the physical exertion of coming down a hill at a very rate, uh, fast rate of speed. But I don't need to drive three hours. I could do that drinking right in Hamden, like most everyone in that town. Yeah, but I, it's not even a three-hour drive. It's like a little bit more than an hour. So. A little more than an hour. Yeah, that's barely even getting away. It's <laughs> trust me, when you're there, you're far, far away. No, you're about an hour away. So. I, I, yes, but as far as being near civilization, you are far away. Well. I mean, sure, Vermont. Yes, and, and that civilization. Was the they kind of clash. Entire purpose of going there. Uh, you missed any part of uh, the Vax and O'Brien show? You can always review by going uh, and downloading the the uh, the podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. 
Also check out Baxi's musical podcast this week. Uh, my guest is Kasim Sultan, the bass player for Utopia, and Todd Rundgren, and Cheap Trick, and Blue Oyster Cult. He's one of the only people to play with both Patti Smith and Patti Smythe. Did he get them mixed up? No, it's very, very easy to keep them separate. They're about as far away from each other as you can possibly Well, but get. I mean, you know, when you're on the phone, what about on the phone? Hi, hey, uh, Kasim. Kasim was his first name? Kasim. Kasim. It's Patty. Uh, Patty who? Patty, uh, you know, Patty's my... I uh, think he would know a difference. Uh, well, pretty the caller sure. ID probably would give Probably. It anyway, he's got a brand new uh, solo record. It's a pretty interesting interview, and you can check that out on BaxandO'Brien.com. It's 7.58. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? First of all, let me just state for the record that I am in full support of the Boston Red Sox using the Grand Slam as a means of humiliating other baseball teams. To me, it's effective, it's definitive, and it leaves very little to the imagination. That's why the Red Sox have now hit three of them over the last two games. Two of them came, of course, during game two of the ALCS against Houston in back-to-back innings. And then you had Kyle Schwarber knock back another one last night in the second inning as the Red Sox crushed the Houston Astros 12-3, giving the Red Sox a commanding lead in the series two games to one. Now, I should also point out that Alex Cora didn't need any garbage cans, nor did he need any stationary video equipment to win that game. He just needed a profound level of offensive production rarely seen in postseason play. In fact, the Red Sox are not only the first team in baseball history to match three grand slams in in, in a playoff series, they also became the first team in history to hit 10 hits or more in six consecutive playoff games, ever. And they did it without cheating or poor sportsmanship. Well, other than... Eduardo Rodriguez mocking Houston's Carlos Correa, who grounded out in the sixth inning, prompting Rodriguez to point out his imaginary wristwatch, just like Correa did when they mocked the Red Sox in Game 1. That prompted Alex Cora to issue a stern rebuke from the dugout, reminding Rodriguez that the Boston Red Sox are a team of high integrity that does not resort to childish displays of ungentlemanly conduct, yelling, Hey! No! We don't do that! Sure, the old Alex Cora may have found ways of cheating, stealing signs, manipulating any number of factors that would have affected the overall outcome of postseason matchups, but we don't play that way anymore. Today, we are finding that it's much more satisfying to bash their brains in with muscular run production than simply resorting to a series of questionable practices. That's just not the Boston Red Sox way, at least not this week, or even tonight, when the Red Sox look to step towards finishing these clowns off during Game 4 at Fenway Park. Beat them tonight, and we can reset our fake wristwatches. But until then, let the good sportsmanship continue. But hey, and of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You don't wait for spring. You go to Rocky's now for Scott's Winter Guard Turf Builder. It's on sale all month, and you put that stuff down in your lawn, and does all of its magic. And by next summer, you've got beautiful grass. Scott's Turf Builder on sale now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 in Bon Jovi on Rock 102. Uh, some sun today, but a high only uh, in the low 60s. Tomorrow will be better. More sun and a high in the low 70s. But it is still a chilly 41 in downtown Springfield. So I got to tell you, after uh, 30 years, more than 30 years of doing this gig, um, and probably almost every day up to and including yesterday, Monday through Friday, anyhow, 
uh, every single time that that alarm goes off at what now is set for 420, and I have to climb out of bed when it goes off that second time at 430, mm-hmm. I just think to myself, someday, hopefully not too long from now, I'm going to stop doing this. But the one thing that gets me through it, and, and this is uh, what's kind of interesting, I saw this on the Drudge Report earlier this morning, it's like, a, oh, this is a new study? Really? Because I've known this for 30 years. Uh, napping helps make people feel refreshed and recharged during a long day. A new study is adding evidence to the belief that a quick power nap really does help the body and mind. Northwestern University are the ones who did the study. I will uh, take a... I will get into bed. I strip down like I'm going to bed at night. Yeah. Uh, and I get under the covers. Wait, 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 wait. Like totally strip down? No, no, like I do at night. Just in my underwears and a, and usually a pair of uh, uh, stockings. And, um, and I set the alarm usually for 45 minutes. And I, I fall asleep at a nap within minutes. At night, I would lay awake probably for I don't know how long. And it's not because I took the nap. Right. It's just for some reason I could fall asleep during the day easier than I can at night. This study says napping just 90 minutes can boost motor skills and memory. Yeah. 90 minutes for me would be too long. See, I, I uh, the problem I have with napping is I don't typically take a nap mm. unless I'm passed out. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even talking about... From uh, from like any substance or uh, liquid embellishments. I mean, like I'm just you passed out from exhaustion. Yeah. So I know for me, because um, I wake up at three every day to come in here for like ten past four. Three o'clock. Yeah, I know. What for? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but whenever I take a nap. I find I suffer for the rest of the day. Like I feel worse. Well, for how after. long of a nap? It could be a half hour. It could be an hour. I mean, it, it, any amount of napping, I feel mm. worse. So uh, I, I can't explain it. I don't know if there's a, like a scientific reason for it, but napping does me no good. I got I to gotta do it. Uh, there's one time in the last couple of weeks that I didn't, and, and it's been years since I haven't. And uh, I don't remember the reason for it recently. But you know, by, by 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm just ready to drop. And... And I don't need to fall asleep. If I can just lay down for 40 minutes, 40, 45 minutes with my eyes closed, right. I'm good. I, I don't necessarily have to fall asleep. But but 90 minutes is just, yeah, that's that's just too long. Yeah, because I'm, I would fall too deep into a sleep, and then the alarm would be waking me, you know, in a different stage of sleep you know i'm, I'm finding now because at, at 55 I'm, I'm finding that any behavior that i do during the day mm. typically has a negative result later in the day so for example uh you know for years years and years i would make like an afternoon pot of coffee maybe just a like a like a like a third of a, of a pot mm-hmm. not a big pot little pot of coffee and I'd have a cup or two, and, I, and then that would uh, that would keep me wide awake for the rest of the day. Now at fifty five, I'm noticing that if I do that, it affects my sleep later in the day. Uh-huh. Now I grew up uh, in a house where people would drink 
decaf all day long. What the hell? I remember my grandfather coming over, and my mom said, uh, Dad, can I get you anything? And he'd say, yeah, I'll have a Sanka. A Sanka. Black. Like, as if as if the black Sanka was going to keep him awake. So and it's I, simple. It's Sanka. Yeah. And I was you put it in the cupboard. You leave it there. It's freeze-dried. Freeze-dried no, crystals. That's Folgers crystals. I'm oh, talking about Sanka. Right. It's, you know, like, like, a, like a product that is so out of date that mm. you'd you be... You'd be hard pressed to find where it exists in the well, world. So is your grandfather. Well, yeah, that's true too. But it's like uh, you know, now at this age, I'm starting to think: Was he onto something? Uh, do, do I now have to start switching to decaf just to make sure I can sleep at night? But why? I thought Maybe I would never come to this. That's somebody who's drinking coffee for the taste. Yeah. Well, I drink coffee for the taste, but oh, also no, man, I oh. drink it for the caffeine. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a little bit of both. Like in the morning, I drink, uh, I drink uh, coffee, and and uh, and now, I find I'm drinking water. Yeah, <laughs> water. I, <laughs> I know it's horrible for you. I no sooner have a glass of decaf, a cup of decaf, than I would an O'Doul's. It's like you know, uh, what are you, what are you trying to fake yourself out with for? I don't know. I mean, uh, I know with the old duel. What was it? Oh, duels that said, uh, "Don't lose your edge," or was that? Yeah, I think it was. Was that with that. the other uh, yeah. the other product? But nevertheless, it's like I'm finding now that you know all those things you thought were just such cockamamie ideas in your youth are suddenly starting to make a hell of a lot of sense as you get older. The thing that I uh, I, I actually feel bad for people, and I know a lot of people who get up not necessarily as early as well. I I, I shouldn't say that. If I'm driving into work in the morning, uh, you know, at about 4.30, and, I'll, and I see, uh, like, a construction truck go by me, uh, some type of a commercial vehicle sure. where you can tell this is an individual who's on his way to work and is probably not getting the benefit of a 45-minute nap in the middle of his day, probably going to, and, and certainly going to be working harder than I do, you know, because like I said, usually these are like construction trucks or tradesmen or things like that. And, and it's like, oh, man, not only do they have to actually work, but they, they can't nap either. Yeah. See, I mean, you you and I are lucky. I mean, we could take a nap, but the average mm-hmm. person working nine to five doesn't have that opportunity. Especially the one who's working five till whenever. You know, the ones that are going in as early as we are. Yeah. And not able to take a nap. Right. Never mind nine to f- nine to five is easy, but you know to go in at five a.m., four a.m. and not be able to nap. Right. But what I'm saying is there's no time for that restorative nap mm-hmm. in a nine to five day. You come home first thing you do is you're having dinner. If you go to bed, that's going to screw you up for the whole night. And you know what you do at dinner, don't you? You talk about your day. Yes, you do. Well, course. how was your day today? Well, I don't know. How was your day today? Well, I don't know. Is uh, a man-made prison. See what it is, man? It's a man-made prison. You're living in a prison. I'm sorry. Is AARP our new sponsor here? Hey, you know what? You know what, Steve? Listen, you're just a few years away from getting your first uh, mailers for that $16 shakedown. No one needs a tote bag that bad. Uh, Just uh, listening to you, two old biddies. Yeah, well, we reflect the audience. Well, I uh, take a nap in the day, and then I have a pot of coffee, and then I I get up and I poop. 
And sometimes I don't even get up. <laughs> and now my body looks like an avocado having sex with an older yeah. avocado. See, well, see, he, see, John, he can't understand no, this. No, of course not. Because he's too, what are you, for, a, you said 43? 43. He's a pup. He's 43. He's a se- pup. He's seven years away from being hassled by the AARP. You are. You're a pup, for God's sake. I got news for you. You're two years away from your colonoscopy. At that point, you're going to start feeling your age. Oh, is that so? And, yes. and like I said, the audience is our age. You know, these people have aged with us. For God's sake. Well, there's a good younger audience, too, who, well, who sees yeah. us as like uh, their, uh, their their elder statesmen. And then they meet Dan Williams. They're like, holy cow, why isn't he on a coin? When you guys were little. Dan's <laughs> <laughs> like two or three years older than you. And yet you treat him like he's like he's Bob Hope, for crying out loud. Oh, he's walking around with that cane all the time. <laughs> he has to. Well, and the monocle. <laughs> to keep him up. And that monocle, too. Mr. Salty, we can't afford the oil to uh, for the robot parts <laughs> that's inside of Dan Williams. Uh, when you guys were little, was the Grand Canyon just a ditch? It yes, it was. Was. Ah, yeah, it was. a pothole. That's right. Yeah, were your history yeah. books really just current event magazines? Uh, they were, yes, they yeah, were, Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. wait till you're there. Yeah. Was your was your mother a waitress at the Last Supper? <laughs> <laughs> She was training. Uh, Your mama's so old, she went and saw a dinocologist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. it's it's coming to you too, Steve. One yeah. of these one of these days, you'll be you'll be bitching about the same exact stuff. I don't know if I uh, will. Uh, I don't know. Be as dramatic as you two. Oh, listen. What are you talking about? Listen, it's what we do for a living. That's what we used to think when we were in our early forties. Yeah. We thought we ne- we thought we'd never start acting like our like our fathers used to do, or and now we do. Our grandfathers. Uh-huh. Now we see it. That now you. Now all of a sudden it comes full circle, and you say, "Oh, yep, the old man was right." I got I got to tell you, I'm you know first of all, I'm not um, all that secure with my uh, my abilities, my 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 knowledge, my abilities, my. Uh, uh, ability to to live alone for for the rest of my life, however long that might be, and I and I question sometimes how long it will be, and if not the length, then the quality. And I'm realizing now that uh, obviously I'm dealing with a number of health issues to begin with, but now as you approach uh, retirement, I'm starting to realize that what I thought was supposed to be the calmer, easier, more enjoyable part of life mm-hmm. is going to be the more stressful and difficult and nearly impossible to do alone part of life. You didn't see that one coming, huh? Well, I mean, I did kind of see it coming. I didn't necessarily uh, grasp the lack of knowledge that I have. Uh, you know, you when you sit down with these these financial people, and they just spit out all this information because they know it like the back of their hands. And you're sitting there going, well, I, I, I'm not, I, it's like, it's like you're talking a foreign language to me. I don't understand any of it. I but but here, here's all my money. I trust you. <laughs> That's Which is the, the hard part. The right. thing you could do. Uh, right. I know. But, you, but you don't participate in any of the, any of the decisions on that. You, uh, no, you, you're, no, you're kind of leaving it up to them yep. to say what's hey, what's the right thing to do? Well, mm-hmm. that could be they could be jacking you for all you know. I know it's a it's a it's an issue of trust, unlike the kind of trust I can think of how you have with anyone else other than a, other than a spouse. 
And and there's some people out there who probably don't even trust the spouse as much as you trust the professional. That's kind of sad and scary. It yeah. is. It is. But and I'm not saying I'm one of those people or I even know any of those people. But you know they're out there. But I I just yeah no to me uh, it's gonna it's gonna get worse before it gets better. <laughs> If it ever gets better. <laughs> well, again, how you didn't so, anticipate this is, uh, the, is the real question. Like, yeah. no, nobody ever says, boy, you know, this aging process has been fantastic. Well, no, but I mean, if you have, uh, you know, the knowledge of, uh, of uh, numbers and the ability to figure that kind of stuff out, it's obviously a lot easier. But this is about to become probably one of the most important times of my life considering, you know, it's it's a, it's a lead into the final stage. Well, if you had the conversation with your financial planner that says, listen, if I were to retire now or at 65, what am I looking at yeah. per month, per year? Yeah, and that's the simple part. That That's the simple part to understand. It, it's when they get into the whole big explanation of where they're putting your money and what you're going to be making on sure. it and how it's going to be split up into how many different places, that's when it starts you to got, get confusing. You got mutual funds? Uh, I, I, I think so. Do you have, uh, I don't know. Stocks? You got a Roth IRA? Ah, I didn't bother with the Roth. I, uh, I got the... Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't. see. I can't even. I can't even have fun of this with this conversation <laughs> because it frightens you too much. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're too scared. I am. Listen, you're not alone. I mean, there's a lot of people that I don't know. really understand how uh, <laughs> your markets work yeah, or how retirement accounts you know, work. That's why there's a whole industry of people out there doing it. Sure, but if you if you have them dumb it down to you to the very can't simple properties, if you could find a way to understand what you're making now and what you'll make in retirement, you should be able to figure out, could I afford to do it? The problem is for many of these professionals, they are not, you have no idea of the level I need to have it dumbed down to. And they can't do that. No, I've got a, I got a pretty good idea. Whatever they think is the, you know, the one Oh one version of finance for me, it's like the it's like the five oh one. They might as well be a pair of Levi's. <laughs> it's eight twenty five and Rock one oh twenty nine. Bax and O'Brien and Rock one oh two. And don't forget, uh, because of talking about the Oktoberfest, because of the rain on Saturday night that canceled the Aquanet show. Uh, therefore, they have rescheduled Aquanet for this coming Friday night. At 5.30, they'll play 5.30 to 7, and then I believe 7 to 9 will be uh, the Southern Rain. And then uh, Saturday night is uh, the Savage Brothers. So yep. they're not going to lose that Aquanet show, thank God. No, they'll, uh, they they found a way. So, yeah. and, and good, and good for them. Yep. Uh, yeah, I know we haven't really talked about it, but uh, you know, the Boston Red Sox are blowing things up right now. And, uh-huh. you know, we talked to Scott Cohen yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, they became the first team in history to hit 10 hits or more in six consecutive playoff games. That's never, ever been done before. I heard Tenemer list at least three uh, records yeah. that were broken. First team to uh, in Major League history to mash three grand slams in a playoff series. That's never happened. Uh, it's never happened where you had uh, grand slams in a playoff game and back-to-back uh, you, you know, innings. I mean, it's it, they're playing unbelievable. And uh, so... 
Not to say that this thing is in the bag because it's still, you know, they're only. Oh, come on now. Don't only you be game, talking about the bag. It's only game three, and I'd like to avoid talking about the bag until they've actually grabbed the bag. Yes. And at that point, I'm saying, okay, I don't want to jinx anything, but uh, damn, they're playing great baseball right now. Yeah, well, you know, it's very funny to think about back in uh, March, April, listening to you talk about how bad this team was going to be and what they were never going to do. Yeah, well, you like, know. It's like, it's like if in February all of a sudden the Patriots are in the Super Bowl. I mean, come on. I mean, that is unlikely, <laughs> but they play a whole lot less games. And back in March, everybody yeah. was thinking the Red Sox weren't going anywhere. So it wasn't just, I wasn't. wasn't just me. No, you weren't. I had a lot of faith. You had no. You don't I even know what it. You, you had no interest. Yeah. How, can, how can you have faith, faith when you have no interest? Faith and interest are two different things. True, but you couldn't have one without having a little bit of the yeah, other. Yeah, you sure you could, as long as you're putting money on it. And you weren't. Well, I nevertheless, I believed that the Red Sox were going to be exactly where they are right now. No, you didn't. And we I have... also believe that the Patriots are going to be exactly. At a Red Sox game by the time. <laughs> we got news coming up next to Rock 102. 8 a.m. every Thursday, the Leah Auto Group is. It's 8.36. Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by uh, Serbia Locksmith. They got a key for that. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Online gambling officially is live. In Connecticut. In Connecticut, yeah. Well, today is the big day. What uh, it started at six a.m. Yeah, um, but I don't understand what is, what does that mean. So, if you go to the Mohegan Sun or uh, Foxwoods or Bobby V's websites, you can place bets. I believe you can, but you have to be within the borders of Connecticut. Right. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah, we talked about that last week about how, you know, it's legal in New Jersey and people on bicycles are continually crossing the uh, George Washington Bridge to go over and place bets. You think anybody's going from uh, Longmeadow to Enfield? Uh, yeah, probably going to Jiggies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah making some bets, right? I'll oh, sit I'll sit at Jiggies and bet on the... <laughs> Well, well, I don't know who's playing right. Yeah, now. I, I don't know, yeah. but uh, I, I don't. Uh, I don't even know if Jiggy's is open for business yet. Uh, it could be. Yeah, I know. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's um. So you just go to the to the um, venues websites, and you can bet there. Is that what is that what this does? That's what I'm I'm kind of getting from this. The Connecticut yeah. Lottery, Mohegan Sun, and Foxwoods uh, open their online platforms at 6 a.m., hosted by Rush Street Interactive, FanDuel, and DraftKings. The Lottery, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Both casinos will offer more than 130 online table games in addition to sports betting platforms. What? 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 Online table Online games. table games? Yeah, you're going to be able to do blackjack. Oh, and no, no kidding. And, yeah. Uh, well, you'll ne- you'll hey, never have to leave your house again. Hey, Mom! I'm moving back in. Yeah, you don't have to move in. You can just go there. Yeah, the I know, I know, but still, it's yeah. uh, you know, I'll want to play when well, I wake up in the morning. Oh, John, uh, what brings you to my house? Yeah. I'm so uh, I haven't seen you in so long. Well, Shh, uh, be quiet, Mom. I gotta go downstairs. Yeah. I'll be in the basement all look, afternoon. Look, here's the keys to my luxury car. Yeah. I just showed you last week. You can drive it. <laughs> just leave me alone. <laughs> uh, 
online table games. Yeah, FanDuel, uh, which is partners with Mohegan Sun, is approved by state regulators to offer 130 different games, while DraftKings, which has teamed up with Foxwoods, has been approved to offer 163 games. Damn, that is, what is that again? 888-7777? That's that's dangerous. Is that the gambling problem? Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. it, it is, is dangerous, but are you terribly surprised? Well, you know what? By the same token, I was a little bit concerned when they moved MGM from Palmer to Springfield. And, you know, the pandemic didn't help. But I was kind of losing my Jones anyway. Um, I mean, you know, there was, a, there was a time there when my trips down to Mohegan were virtually every weekend for at, at least two winters in a row. Um, but it wasn't a problem because I was winning. But uh, I, I've kind of lost I've kind of lost that desire. Because you but haven't won. Because I haven't won and because I couldn't go into the building anyway because of the pandemic. But I don't know that I'd want it to be as easy as my phone. That that yeah. I'd be a little bit worried about. But thing is, that's the, the, the thing. I mean, I, isn't that really inevitable in this whole thing? Mm. I mean, it, at, at some point, it ain't just going to be about the sports book, but, you know, the ease in which you can gamble on anything using yeah. your, your device. Yeah. You remember that time in Aruba where I sat down next to you at the blackjack table and I kept winning left and right, and then you were getting mad at me because you're like, why are you hitting on that? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I walked away like $200 richer and you didn't. Yeah, <laughs> that was hilarious. Well, that's what Charlie Baker did when we went and played blackjack that night at MGM. I was telling him what to do because he didn't know how to play the game. I lost and he won. And, you know, there are those fundamentals of the game that you're supposed to follow. But I do know people who have played in opposition of them and mm. walked away with more money. Um. But I don't know why what you were explaining. You were trying to explain something to me about how I should be playing differently, and I'm like, I, why do I have to follow your rules? I'm the one gambling my own money. <laughs> well, they're not my rules, and there are some places, and that's another thing that makes online gambling so much easier. Some people are intimidated to be sitting next to other, other people, people at a table yeah. and making the wrong moves. Even though that whole dealer thing is just for show anyway. Which dealer thing? Being at an actual casino, yeah, right, right. You know, they're like, uh, "This is all just for uh, for optics mm -hmm. you know? and and <laughs> alcohol sales." Exactly. Um, but I remember working with a guy years ago at the uh, at the railroad, and he was he was a big dude, and he was uh, getting that was when like you could do the online gambling, um, like internationally sure mm -hmm. it was like these companies that were offering it this guy was spending like thousands of dollars on online poker really and one day he finally had a heart attack and he died while he was playing the game in the middle of a game well we they said it, it was reported that he died uh at his mother's house on his computer <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. and they're like well he either won big or he lost it all yep. that was the thing that put that guy over the so edge. nobody checked his hand no nobody no well his mother probably didn't even know how to use the computer probably because he was he was a guy that was already in his mid-50s <sighs> but yep I could see uh, I could see myself moving back into mom's house. Or just visiting a lot more. No, no, no. Like I said, you want to be able to have that first hand with that first cup of coffee. Mom, can I use your Wi-Fi? I'll sit outside on the stoop. <laughs> yeah, but other than that, it's not addictive to you at all. You've no, got it all no, totally under no. control. And there's no addictive na natures in my family, so. <laughs> yes, you're absolutely right.
Former uh, Springfield Mayor Charlie Ryan has passed away. Ryan served as Springfield's uh, mayor twice, first from 1962 to 1967, then later from 2004 to 2008. The nice. former mayor will be the most remembered for his accomplishments while in office, including his contributions to the Springfield library system. Yeah, I saw that uh, on Mass Live this morning. He was referred to as the godfather of the libraries, and and uh, Tony Signoli was interviewed last night on 22 News, and he was saying the same thing. What? I don't understand. Oh, did Charlie open the first ever library? No, but I think he kept them in business at a time yeah. when people were thinking about closing them. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. was the one of the ones who was saying close them. Yes, yes. you were. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you don't think about other people who, you know, live in a city setting who might not be as privileged as you are. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That have access to internet or any kind of reading materials. Yep. Yep. I wanted them all t- closed down. And what, what did I want them turned into? Betting parlors? I think you wanted to either, yeah, right, (laughs) either brothels or casinos. That was right around the time they were doing that. uh, Remember they had that little little casino over in Chicopee? Yeah, yeah, the uh, um, Cafinos. Cafinos, yeah. 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 That lasted uh, a hot second. Well, unfortunately, it was illegal. Yeah, but it, was it really though? I thought they were skirting the law. Somehow. They were skirting, they were skirting the yeah. law, and then the attorney general kind of put yeah. took the skirt off, if you will. I guess mm. so. A new initiative by the Holyoke Fire Department aims to help people with disabilities as well as the elderly during a medical emergency. Firefighters are some of the first people on scene. If someone falls inside their home, first responders have to do whatever they can to administer aid, and that usually means spending crucial time knocking down the front door. So basically, what they're doing is. They're letting the elderly people get these little boxes called Knox boxes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they're able to get in yep. when uh, in the event of emergency. Yep. We but had that, those uh, in Hamden at the um, elderly living. But that also seems kind of like a thing that somebody can hack. Well, I mean, you know, it depends on how sophisticated and technolo- technological it is. They, they do have some that are pretty, you know... Old-fashioned. It's almost like a like the realtor's lockbox. Oh yeah, like the uh, the old style. Ones. Yeah, exactly. I had uh, the lockbox. Yeah, you don't even need those anymore because most people have the digital. Yeah, uh, the digital door key. Yeah. yeah, I've that got was, that down in Florida. That was like the best thing I installed in my house. I don't have to worry about bringing a key with me yep. anywhere because you know, I, and I don't have to carry keys with me. <sighs> you have to worry about the battery dying. The one I have down in Florida, for some reason, the battery dies very easily. So I got this one I had installed by a, a locksmith, mm-hmm. and uh, it's got these two little nipples on it. If you will, <laughs> nipples. That if the battery does die, yep. you can take a 9-volt battery and just push it to these two little nipples. Oh. And uh, it'll it'll power it up until you, you, know, so right. you can unlock well, the door. Well, what happens if all your 9-volt batteries are on the inside of the house? Well, that yeah. was the other thing. I was like, how many people have 9-volt batteries just lying around? I mean, I, uh, most I, of mine are in my smoke detectors. I dated a girl back in the 80s who loved to have a 9-volt battery attached to her nipple. All right. You know what? That's more information <laughs> than anyone here what? needs to hear. <laughs> what the hell was that? What the hell? Where did that come from? Is that true? My memory. Is it true? Well, not exactly, but it was. A, it was really one of them six volts. The yeah, big well, ones you yeah, put yeah, yeah right. Uh, yeah, that was the oddest thing I've ever heard you say. Yeah, <laughs> and you've said some pretty damn odd things over the last fifteen, seventeen. Well, years maybe I've that one will go down in history. We might have to write that one down, Steve. A girl who likes to hook <laughs> up a nine volt battery to her nipple. <laughs>
I don't even know where that came from. Her name was Duracell. Yeah, yeah. She was a copper top. <laughs> oh, yes, she was. <laughs> what, were the jumper cables not available? And she just kept going yeah. and going and going and going. Well, now we're mixing battery uh, names. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, mostly sunny with a high of 63. I'm still just dumbfounded by the fact <laughs> that you knew a girl who liked to yeah. hook up 9-volt batteries to her nipples. You're gobsmacked. <laughs> Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 71. It's 44 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. The most popular